You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. episode number 618. So as you're finding yourself doing a task, you need to record your screen because there's someone else out there that will do this for less expensive than your time is per hour. You're the CEO, you're the owner. So your time is $500 an hour, $1,000 an hour. Start thinking in terms like that. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Hey guys, welcome to episode three of the Do or Die series with our resident land coach, Brent Bowers, and Tom Kroll's sister, Tracy Kroll. Now, in this jam-packed episode, you're going to learn the who, what, when, and how to mail, how many pieces per week, what to send, how to send it, as well as all the tools, the mail houses, just everything you need to know to follow along and get your first land deal step-by-step. Brent breaks it all down in this episode. And you'll also learn how to become the CEO of your company and earn a minimum of $500 per hour and why delegation is so important. Delegation in this business is everything. Brent's also going to talk more about the LOL letter, the land offer letter, what it is and why it is absolutely essential to success in this business. This one is literally a masterclass on how to build a land wholesaling business from the ground up. You're not going to want to miss a second of it. Enjoy. Hello, Rhino Nation. It's Brent Bowers. And today I have Tracy Kroll on the episode. And we are on episode number three of her 90-day do or die. I'm walking Tracy Kroll through how to buy and sell her first piece of land. We're getting land at massive discounts and we're turning around and selling it to the masses at a premium retail price because we're making it's affordable. We're offering monthly payments and the ability for someone to come in and buy a piece of land on a monthly payment and literally allow them to accomplish their dreams. So just to do a quick recap with where we're at, Tracy had a goal of earning $10,000 a month in nine months from starting this program. That is a Herculean task. Is it going to be a huge accomplishment? It's going to take a lot of work. She's going to really have to get uncomfortable, but it is totally, totally doable. She's no longer going to have to drive that nine-year-old car with transmission problems. She's going to be able to go and see her family anytime she likes by just jumping on a plane and you know going first class if she so decides and not even thinking about money or car payments. So, Tracy, you there? Are you here with me? I'm here. I'm excited. I'm pumped up. I love it. I love it. I know you had a lot of questions and we were talking a little bit before we pressed the record button, but I just want to kind of recap you know, with, with where we're at so far. We've covered a lot of ground and today it's going to be probably a shorter episode. I think the absolute most important and it's getting your mail out the door because we want to get our letters in the hands of people that need us, that need to sell their property, need to get rid of this burden. You know, they're behind on the taxes. They're about to lose it. So some people are just so happy that they get this offer letter and they actually get money in their hands because they're so far behind on taxes, they can never pay them up. So this is going to help a lot of people. Let's talk about where we're at so far. You picked your playground. That's your county. You're going to be working your land business in. You've gotten your gold list. 
which was the tax delinquent list. And you built your Excel spreadsheet of the, of the sellers, of the landowners that need to hear from us. And then today we're going to be talking about the land offer letter, the LOL is what I call it, uh, because when people receive it, sometimes they laugh out loud. And when every time I get a fax back or an email back or they mail it back to us with a signed accepted offer at a massive discount on their land, my team usually laughs out loud. So tell me, how's it going? What's the question? I know you were talking with some friends. Uh, it's been a long couple of days since we've talked. So what do you have, Tracy? Um, so essentially, I up until this point, so I will say I'm a teacher, so I'm a good student. Like I, If you tell me to do something, I do it. And so up until this point, honestly, it's been really easy, right? Because you're like, call up some counties, get a list, edit the list. So I was able to do that pretty easily and feeling like really good about myself. But now that we're moving to the next step, I'm getting a little nervous because I'm going to have to start investing some money with these things. And so I was talking to some friends and they're like, is this a pyramid scheme? Are you going like, to be spending all this money and then not get anything in return? And someone else is getting rich off your dime. And I was trying to explain to them that it's not. But then I also found that I was just feeling so kind of down and cynical about the whole thing again. Yeah. And it happens, you know, like I had some, you know, like I would tell my friends and family what I was doing when I was first starting this. And one day I just stopped doing that because I found out there were different parts of their lives. They're not entrepreneurs. They were are W-2 employees, you know, working for somebody else, being told what to do every day and getting a, a check every two weeks. And I can assure you it's not a pyramid scheme because those are illegal <laughs> uh, and, and there's no hierarchy whatsoever over you. And at the end of the day, we're just sending letters to people asking if they'd accept our offer on their land or buying at massive discounts and turning around and finding buyers that want this land and they can't just go and you know pay for it all at once or purchase it from a realtor or a bank won't loan them the money. So we're literally offering them the land and the financing. So it's a very simple strategy and you have been amazing students and kudos to you. So it is about to get uncomfortable. It absolutely is because when you start spending money on mail and sending these letters out, it's very uncomfortable. And at the end of the day, let's track the data. Let's keep up with how many dollars we're spending, how many letters we're we're sending out, and then how many accepted offers we get. Because at the end of the day, it's all about the data, not the drama. Don't get emotional about this. Just know this is an investment. Every single dollar you spend is going to bring you back $3 or more. So I look at it that way. You know, every time I hire a new team member, I don't look at them as employees or an expense. If you're looking at your team or your mail as an expense, you're in the wrong mindset. And if employees or your team members start to cost you money, they are an expense. They're no longer an investment. So we look at this all as an investment. This is spending a dollar today to make $3 tomorrow. So what else? What other reservations? Um, so then, yeah, I guess it's just coming down to the list and making sure that, you know, that what I am mailing is the right area or like knowing that I found a, a place to mail that's going to make that $3 on my one. Like, how do you really feel comfortable knowing like, oh, I found the right place or does that not matter at this point? You know, it does matter. You know, you don't want to pick a bad county and I haven't really come across bad counties. The way to mitigate that risk is, you know, you want to kind of know what's going on in that county. You want to see volume. How do we tell if there's volume? We go to the experts 
Uh, once again, you know, kind of a recap from the last episode. I never want you to be the expert. I don't want you to be a property appraiser, like understanding the ins and outs. And so the experts are realtors, Zillow, and the land sites. The land sites are landwatch.com, landflip.com, and landcentry.com. So I want you to be able to see volume happening in these counties. So how do we see volume? I want to see sold on Zillow. I want to see stuff that's actually for sale and listed on Zillow. I want to see stuff for sale in this county on landwatch.com or landflip.com and landcentry.com. If you see volume, you're fine. That's it. You know, let's not get so deep into this. We are seeing volume. We're seeing what's happening. And by us seeing what's sold and what's for sale, we can figure out what that land goes for as far as retail price, what it's being sold for. And then we back up. We basically reverse engineer it or backwards plan it. We see what we're going to offer. So if we're trying to offer 30 cents on the dollar and we see the land is going for $100 an acre, we're going to offer $30 an acre. And if we get a fish to bite on that, we know we've got a deal. And 99 out of 100 people you mail are absolutely not going to accept your lowball offer. So we need to understand that. Really, it's about 199 out of 200 are not going to accept it. But that one person, that one person that needs our help, or they want to sell at a fast discount or or be convenient about it and just get it done quickly, they're not going to care. It's not about the money. It's about solving the problem. Does that make sense, Tracy? It does. Yep. Any other questions before we get started on the action steps today? Nope. I'm ready. Today, building the LOL, the land offer letter. We're filling in the blanks. So I sent you the land offer letter and I know you had a copy of it. First thing is you want to put your name on there. Some people have reservations. Do I put my name? Do I have to go out and get an LLC? In the beginning, I didn't worry about an LLC. You know, we made almost about $100,000 in land before I had an LLC. You know, (laughs) I'm one of those people. I, I want to get revenue in the first position. I want money coming in before I start spending too much. You know, obviously we're going to have to invest some money, but I want to keep that as a minimal investment. So you can use, you can make that decision yourself. If you have an LLC or if you want to use an LLC, most states, you can go online to the secretary of state and get one for like 50 bucks, or you can hire an attorney and they charge like 250. It's your, your choice, or you can just put your name on there and start making some money and then eventually hire an attorney to do it. So that's, that's up to you how you want to do that. Obviously talk to your attorney about it. They're probably going to recommend an LLC to kind of keep you safe with that. Next is phone number. You want these people to get a hold of you if they want to. They want to talk to you. A lot of people will think this is a scam. Like, hey, you're offering me money for this? I've never even stepped on this parcel land. How do you know I'm the owner? Like a lot of people will want to talk to a live person. So I get a phone number and I don't put my cell phone number on it. I don't put my home phone number on it. I don't know. You might not have a home phone number. I don't think anybody does anymore. But I buy a a phone number from CallRail. They're $3 a phone number. And each mailer I send out, I have a different phone number for each county. And that allows me to get the actual local area code for that county as well. Does that make sense with the phone number? Yeah, I was going to ask about that because I didn't want to put my cell phone. But um, yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely. Never put your cell phone, never put a personal number on these. And then that leads me into your return address, your, your mailing address. Never, ever, ever put your home address as return mail. I would go buy a UPS box or a post office box or shared spaces. Oftentimes will allow you to use their address, co-working and shared spaces. I think my UPS box cost me like a hundred and something dollars a year. 
We also have our office, but I don't even put my office return address on there because I don't want people showing up. Like there's some crazies out there. And sometimes people get very offended when you send them a low ball offer. I haven't had anybody ever show up to my office or my house, but I don't want that to ever start. So I don't put my return address as my office or my house. I use a PO box. I use a UPS box. Actually, I use a UPS box. I suggest a PO box or a UPS box for that. And is that, that's pretty easy to set up because if I wanted to do my mailing today, I would need to know what that address is, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's very easy to set up. You know, if you've got a local UPS store or a FedEx store or a co-working and shared space or the local post office, the local post office is probably going to be the least expensive. Okay. But it's probably the the scariest, especially in Baltimore City. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) And there's some virtual mailboxes. You can literally just Google virtual mailbox. And there's some out there. There's one that's called Phoenix Mailbox. Um, I've never used any of these. However, I have some other friends in the land business that use these virtual mailboxes and they swear by it. They actually scan everything they they get back in in the mail. So you never actually have to physically touch it either. So just Google virtual mailboxes. Okay. So I gave you a lot of options there. So that's kind of what your personal preference. I do not like to touch mail. Ever. I, I cannot stand mail. So I actually have my, my office manager go and pick it up from our UPS box every every single week and he sorts it and then tells me about the good stuff. <laughs> okay. And then very important, a fax number. You might be thinking, who in the world faxes nowadays? Well, think about the people we're mailing. A lot of times they're in their upper 50s and 60s and they still have access to a fax machine. So I want you to go to landsharksfacts.com. That's L-A-N-D-S-H-A-R-K-S-F-A-X.com, landsharksfacts.com. There you'll get a 14-day free trial, and I believe it's $10 a month, $10.99 a month, something like that. And we put a fax number on our land offer letters because I would say we probably get more faxes back than we do phone calls on these, emails, and return letters. Fax is the number one. Really? Yes. That's so true. Because think about it. It's it's to the people we're, we're mailing have fax machines. I don't understand it. I thought it was crazy. We just wanted to give people all the options possible to communicate with us. And lo and behold, we get faxes back. All right. Looks like I'm getting a fax number. <laughs> and then the last thing is an email address. You know, Gmail is free. You can set one up with Gmail. You can, you know, tracyslandbusiness.com or tracybuysland.com or tracybuysland at gmail.com. You know, keep it something simple. Unless unless you want them having your personal email, then that's fine. Uh, we actually just have a simple email on there. It's like admin at zekbuysland.com for us. Okay. Does all that make sense with the land offer letter? It does. And I guess you answered my question about you know, I was looking through the letter and I was thinking like, if I got this in the mail, I would think it's a scam. You know, this just seems like, how does this person know who I am? You know, the same questions you kind of went through. So when you get those phone calls, are people like asking you, is this real? Like what's going on here? Yeah. And a lot of times they're very pleasant phone calls. They're like, Hey, I just received a letter for $9,768 for my 37 acres. Just wanted to you know, see if this was real or if this offer is still available or don't you ever dare insult me ever again for this, (laughs) you know, like things like that. And then what's amazing is we don't get a ton of phone calls about these, but most of the time it's, 
because they think it's a scam. And the other type of phone call we receive is, is this offer still available? And then the last one is, can you pay any more for it? Or would you be willing to pay this for it? Or I would love to sell it, but I can't let it go for this much. And then we have a conversation. And then usually a conversation turns into something good. And then sometimes it just get put on our follow-up schedule. And you wouldn't necessarily like, I mean, do you have in your mind a number that like, say you offer 9,000 for it. Are you thinking like, well, the highest I can go is 13,000, but you know, or like, do you just stick with your initial offer? Usually we stick with our initial offer unless it's not, it's like splitting hairs. If it's really close, like we will, we will come up. But a lot of times, and I had this conversation with my father yesterday, he had a seller and my father's on, I think it's number like 36 land deal. He's done manual labor his entire life. He's needed a change for a while and he's, he's picked up land and he's got a very good strategy with, you know, sending these letters out. And, you know, he does just enough. Like he's not like trying to run a multi-million dollar business, but he had a seller uh, selling a piece of land in North Florida and he wasn't interested in it because he didn't want to you know, have anything to do with North Florida. So I came up with an offer for her and he's like, well, you know, you can start low and eventually go, go up. And I said, no, I'm actually going to stay with my offer because we make so many offers on land that if they don't take our offer, it's okay. Someone else will. So I had that mentality, that mindset, like I've just got to send enough offers out there for eventually someone to accept one. Now, if it's, if we're just a couple hundred dollars off or whatever, you know, if it's something simple and we're still going to make profit, plenty of profit on it, I don't mind increasing it. That's not a big deal. But if they're asking for 10 or like several thousand dollars more, absolutely no way. Okay. I want you to start thinking about looking into some type of CRM, a customer relationship manager, because that's, that's one thing that's going to be very important as you start sending many, many offer letters out and start talking to a lot of sellers and then eventually buyers. You want to have something in place, you know, to start collecting all the data. And I like for it to be automatic. You know, these phone numbers will go into these CRMs automatically. You know, the email, when you get an email response back, it will go into your CRM and you get the facts back. It'll go into your CRM. I don't want you having to keep track of all this on spreadsheets or I used to do it on sticky notes and it would fall through the uh, the cracks in my car and I would find it later and the deal would be long gone. You know, we use PipeDrive. It's uh, it's like a, it's set up for salespeople. PipeDrive is very simple. Um, it's very affordable. Uh, the reason why I like PipeDrive is because I, I use some developers and they're actually out in Australia. They're amazing. We tell them what we want to do that day and we wake up the next morning and it's done because they, they're on the other side of the world. They're working at night when we're sleeping. They're daytime. It costs a little bit of money each month. It's okay to bootstrap in the beginning, but we always want to think about automations and delegation. We don't want to ever do anything forever. You know, that's why I love Screencast-O-Matic. It's Screencast-O-Matic. It is free for your first 15 recordings, but after 15, it's like $48 for the entire year. So as you're finding yourself doing a task, you need to record your screen. Because there's someone else out there that will do this for less expensive than your time is per hour. You're the CEO. You're the owner. So your time is $500 an hour, $1,000 an hour. Start thinking in terms like that. Don't think about your W-2 job as, as a teacher wherever. I mean, you're probably on salary. So 
but you probably have a pay per hour. You know, let's just call it twenty dollars an hour mm-hmm. as a teacher. And and correct me if I'm wrong. What what do you think you make per hour? Um, yeah, I think it's about thirty dollars an hour. All right, I didn't mean to discount you there. <laughs> thirty dollars an hour. So you're making thirty dollars an hour coaching teachers on how to be better teachers. Think about your land business as you always want to be making $500 an hour, no less than $500 an hour. So if you know that you could pay someone, say $10 an hour to do this task, you're still making $490 an hour. Does that make sense? It makes sense and it sounds incredible. There you go. So always think like that. No, you don't want to be doing the task. You want to make sure they're getting done. But I understand limited budgets at first, we got to get some revenue coming in. And that's coming. So let's talk about the mailhouse. This is going to be your first team member. Since you scrubbed the list, when I first started, I had my first team member as the person helping me scrub the list. So you scrubbed your own list. So your first team member is actually going to be the mailhouse. My second team member was the mailhouse. My first team member was my list scrubber. So I want you to go to landofferletter.com landofferletter.com. And this is a company that will help you get your mail out the door every single day, once a week, once a month, however often you like to do it. So I recommend mailing at least 300 a week. I know you got a kind of a small list on tax delinquent. You pretty much narrowed it down to about 160. So you're actually going to have to use a list provider. And I use PropStream to do that by going to the landsharkslist.com. You can pull a list and get more data, you know, more land to mail, more landowners, because you're still going to find that some of that land on the list that you pull is on the tax delinquent list. But your list is so small, you're going to burn through that in like three and a half days. So that's why we need you to go to the landsharkslist.com and get your seven-day free trial to PropStream. Pull a list of vacant land in your county. That way you have more to mail when you burn through those first 160. Does that make sense? It does. So back to the mailhouse. So I want you to send this mailhouse your land offer letter with all your data on it, your name, your phone number, your email, your fax. You'll send that to the mailhouse. You're also going to send your Excel spreadsheet that you built with these with these landowners, their name, their address. The most important is the offer amount. They are going to do something called mail merge. And I don't want to get too technical, but they take the stuff off of your Excel spreadsheet and put it on the LOL and send it out. What's really cool about this is they do it in a handwritten font on your envelope and then they manually place the stamp on it. So these letters are getting open. People see that it was a manually placed stamp and a handwritten letter. They're not throwing your letter in the trash. It's getting open. It's getting seen, and that's what's most important. So go to landofferletter.com, sign up with Tara, and they will take completely amazing good care of you. (laughs) Any questions about that? No, that makes sense. All right. The next time we talk, we're going to be talking about what to do when you receive one of these back, accepted offers, one of these LOLs back, whether it be via mail, email, or they call you. I'm going to walk you through a script of what to say when they call. That way you get the biggest discount possible. So when they call us, it's pure gold because we get a bigger discount. When they send it back, signed with their signature, their phone number, and their name and their address and their email, we call them and just let them know, hey, we got your offer. And usually we get a bigger discount by talking to them on the phone. So next episode, I'll talk to you, tell you exactly what I mean by that. I'll walk you through the scripts of what to say and what to do when you get one of these accepted. Does that all make sense? 
I'm ready to do my first mailing. Yep. Let's go. Any questions before I let you go? No more questions from, from me yet. All right. I love it. Well, thanks so much. Call me if you need me in the meantime, and we'll talk soon. Bye, Brent. Bye-bye. Okay, guys, that wraps up episode three. I hope that each one of you is following along, but not just listening, actually taking action on what Brent is doing here with Tracy. Because at the end of the day, that's the goal, not to consume content, content that makes us feel better about ourselves or smarter. It's all about taking action on what we are giving you here, because we know it works if you do the work. Now, in the next episode, we're going to learn if Tracy was able to get her mail out, what kind of responses she's getting, and if she has gotten responses, how is she dealing with them? So until next time, peace. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.